Technogram focuses on latest technologies, solutions and their potential to transform customer operations while enhancing partner businesses. The episodes include insightful sessions on reimagining the digital future. Hey everyone, my name is Lokesh. I'm a radio presenter on City 1016 and it's such a pleasure to be here at Jitex. Uh, we are talking about Technogram, by the way, which is a brand new podcast by Rennington and we are talking about tech dialogues for the digital future. Uh, today, we have the CEO of Reddington Middle East and Africa, Mr. Vishwanath Palasena. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much. Um, you were telling me that you know, you've been around in Dubai for like last two years and you've been with Reddington for the last two years. Yes. Uh, tell me, how has the journey been so far with Reddington? It's been amazing. Uh, the last two years has been a, a witnessing of coming out of COVID situation. The dynamics that have associated with that has been tremendously different right. from a pre-COVID to COVID to post-COVID. So it's just transformation on the technology side has been so rapid. Adoption has been uh, varied in different countries, but it's been... Uh, just amazing, uh, the opportunities that are springing up as, at the same time, the challenges that are being thrown up as well. Right. Now, you were talking about challenges and you were talking about rapid growth in technology. Uh, where are we with Reddington? What is the Reddington's X factor for the digital future, if you were to tell us? Well, X factor is something that we need to have in any, 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 any company that has to show up today continuously in the market. So Reddington, you know, is, in the, is a classic tech aggregator. But we were no well-known as a distributor always. Hmm. And we have the scale and size and presence of a distributor bringing markets, products to market very quickly. Right. The X factor of ours has come about with our vision of actually reducing technology friction in the market, which means that make that adoption in technology as fast as the innovation is happening. That's a tall task. It's, it's quite a bit impossible to do, but that's where we are doing. We are bringing, we're not just selling products. We're not just making transactions out mm. there, in, uh, and that, those are many. Mm -hmm. Those are the bulk of it. Right. That's what people come to us for. But we are enabling them, wrapping it around with services, making it more efficient with the business models, multiple business models that we have in play. And all of those things bring us the X factor. Today. This is interesting. Could you give me an example on how, if with one specific uh, client or product that you can give me an example of? Well, you can think about ourselves in this process today that we're seeing that technology is getting, is innovated in a particular rate. Right. Now, to get that adopted, first of all, you need to have produce scale. Hmm. You need to have adoption and knowledge and transformation of that knowledge at scale. Right. So to do that, you need, you need fundamentally cap capability built into the organization. So we have built capability in the form of what we call as cloud quarks, which is our marketplace for cloud technology. Okay. And where we have a probably 1,000 partners out there who are buying and selling cloud services to their customers. Right. So that's one example of one homegrown solution which has become a mainstay of cloud consumption in this region. Right. So that's one example. The second thing that we are doing right now is actually trying to create what we call, what I'm loosely calling as, hmm. not a technical definition, but I'm loosely calling as a digital twin of Reddington. We have the brick and mortar Reddington now. We're creating an e-commerce and a digital way of partners engaging and selling with us. Okay. You know, we have to become efficient. 
efficiency is driven by digital transformation. Today, everything out there is becoming digital. Right. And everybody is in some kind of a digital transformation process as it is. Mm. We ourselves are trying to lead that by moving all our distribu classical distribution capabilities that we have into the digital e-commerce space. Right, right. That's another example. The third would be like really uh, building, building what you call as a, a services capability, which is sold through a two-tier platform. We call it the managed. Today, security is a very, very big concern for most people, right? Of course. So to create a security platform and a service, security services platform and make that available for a vast majority of our channel partners to in turn go and make that offering to their customers instead of building the capabilities themselves. Mm. So we have this industry leading, what we call as DigiClass, mm. is an example of our managed security solutions platform, mm. which we sell through partners to our end customers. Fair. So these are some of the examples of things which you've not done, like if you had asked me two and a half years ago, right. do we have all of this? We would have had some of this in very nascent stage. Now these are fully there and at scale. Fair enough. I think that pretty much gives Redington the X factor that we are talking about. Uh, also, you, you know, spoke about artificial intelligence and cloud. Uh, now, there's so much conversation around AI and cloud and IOE, Internet of Everything. Um, do you think the role of Redington as a distributor has changed over a period of time? Yes. And, and how? And, 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 and it's tremendously, you know, it's changed. And uh, it is actually changing. It's not like one, two, or three steps that we are doing uh, to do that, but every aspect of our, of our, of our engagement is changing today. It is going, moving more from a, from a, you know, the fundamentals of distributions revolve around pro providing capital, hmm. you know, breaking bulk, billing, logistics, uh, making products available as and when partners need it and all that. All of that is happening, but in a more efficient way right, right now. On top of that, you lay that with services and also lay that with solutions and all of that have to be added. So that is when we become what we call as a tech integrator. Hmm, hmm. Classical tech integrator as compared to just a distributor. Fair enough. So yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Do, you, do you recall any, any memorable moment with a customer where you know, the challenges were like pretty grim uh, but you provided them solutions and you were very happy and satisfied with what you did? I have some examples going from classical uh, distribution example to one which is... Uh, uh, more of a Integrator. digital digital integrated solution kind sure. of thing. So first first one is we are constantly out there in the market. There are customers, large customers out there. Hmm. But the large customers always are looking for better service providers to serve them with. And many of these better service providers, quote-unquote better, could be not that large. Okay. Meaning that they provide very good service, but they need not be having all the capabilities that they need. Fair. So when they come to us, I have examples of a very large end customer, but a very small or a medium-sized solutions partner who's right, trying to make it work for that large customer. Do you remember? Now, how does that small or medium-sized partner get the guts to go and be the technology solutions partner for that large customer. Hmm. That's because we are there right behind So them. do you remember any particular customer you... Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if I can share the customer's names here. Sure, okay. But this is one of the largest education chain company, chain institutes here in, in Dubai, you can say, where we have 
maybe 100,000 students out there with them. Nice. So they have a partner who is not that size, but this partner needed to be having the infrastructure to support the such a large customer out there. Right. So that's where we came in. Nice. That is a very classic distribution help that we gave to that partner. The second one is about bringing these solutions like I talked about. Uh, again, a large customer out there, but deciding to bet on a small partner for a solution which is actually technologically on the edge. Hmm. Security solutions platform. Right. This is a customer, again, I can't name the customer because it is... Uh, yeah, uh, confidential, it is, private. It is also confidential. Yeah. So, but it is a very important application, which is a, important enough an application that it's amongst the critical services offered by that country. Fair enough. So there is small customer comes to us and we become the security solutions platform provider for that customer so that what they are doing in the technology, which is IoT, hmm. that is happening well and it is secure and there's no compromise on that. That is one other example. The third example that I have is on cloud. As we talk to partners around the Middle East, most of the partners that we have said, about 26%, we did a survey, 26% of the partners said that they have migrated more than 10 applications to, to the cloud. So cloud is being adopted by almost all of the customers, end customers. Right. And partners, all of them are having to actually become good at helping customers migrate some of their workloads to cloud. Mm. And then the thing is about optimizing that and saying that, okay, now that we have migrated, how do you optimize, and all of that. So there again, we started by just being a cloud reseller. Then we helped the partner by giving advisory solutions on how to migrate. And the third thing is how to optimize. So these are some examples Fair. of how we did that. Uh, and these are all examples that happened in the last one and a half years. The recency effect is so important because the rate at which these solutions are, sorry, these requirements are coming up is actually very interesting. That's pretty fascinating and more power to you guys. Uh, you know, now we have spoken about technology, Renton's role in digital future. I want to know you more as a person, Vishwanath. Uh, so a couple of quick questions. Yeah. What do you do to unwind? What, what are the things that you do to unwind? Well, I play tennis. Uh, tennis, I've been playing tennis for many years. And uh, it's not that the ga my game has got better, any better, <laughs> but, you know, but it's something that I play very regularly and uh, gets that heart rate up and the burn rate up uh, during the two years, uh, two hours that I'm spent. Is that the reason that you're so fit? Uh, no, I'm not fit. I'm not fit. I wish I was fitter. But um, the important thing is tennis and then the friends you make at a tennis court. Right. Uh, those are things which uh, really help me unwind uh, quite a bit. I like to, I'm an outdoors person, and uh, even at the, with the heat and all of that, I still manage to get out of the uh, home and uh, go for long walks nice. and things like that. What was the last web series that you binge watched? Oh, I'm a, one of those uh, crime and thriller kind of a guy, and uh, so I've been watching all of those uh, series. The recent one I watched was the, this uh, interesting series on... Um, Law and Order, uh, which is very, very interesting, actually. Nice. You remember the name of the series? Well, I'm actually trying to figure out. Uh, this is the the famous lawyer. I'm trying to figure out. What's that? Uh, the Lincoln. Lincoln. 
Lincoln Lawyer. Uh, oh, yes. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix. That was quite exciting, actually. It was. It was very intriguing. Yeah, yeah. So I watched both the series and, uh, and uh, it was very interesting. So I'm all into crime and crime and legal and uh, sure. all things. What kind of food do you enjoy? What kind of food? Cuisine? I'm a vegetarian. So, so but I. I love all kinds of cuisines when it comes to uh, vegetarian food. Um, so been vegetarian all my life, most part of my life. So Okay. Yeah. Last question. Yeah. Who's the most dialed person on your phone? And who's the last dialed person on your phone? <laughs> the most dialed person on my phone is uh, my wife. Okay. And uh, the least dialed... No, the last person. dialed person. Who's the last dialed person? On your... I want to know... The, you know the, the, oh, the last dialed person was uh, Nehal Sharma. I talked to her. She's my cloud... Uh, she works uh, in our company. She's the the only uh, woman vice president in a business in a company. That is amazing. Uh, who's running a cloud services business, which is one of the one of the most uh, growing, fastest growing business of ours. Fantastic. Nehal. Fantastic. You should meet her. Absolutely. Would love to. We'll definitely have a chat with her on, uh, you know, Techgram as well. Mr. Vishwanath, uh, I was doing a little bit of reading up on you, and I came across that whenever you hold your team meetings, you usually ask your team members about one unique thing about themselves. And most of the times, people blank out. I want to ask you, what's the unique thing about Vishwanath that makes him tick as a person? Well, uh, I always ask people about unique things about themselves or unique experiences that right, they had. Right. Because both are both are representative about it. Right. So, for, for me, my I can't I can't say it's unique to me because, but I, I generally don't get inhibited too much, and I always believe and work in such a way that things will work out, and I'm very very positive about most of the things, and this this actual actual thing about being very positive and not being inhibited and having this real strong conviction that things will work out mm. actually comes up because of a very young age when I had this experience of uh, having had a, a you know kind of an accident I, I was like four or five years and I still vividly remember running out of my house in my village and uh, and then I ran into the road and there was a bullock cart those days you know uh, there the, the were bullock carts those days. So where, where in India is this? Which village is this? This is in, uh, in Palakkad. In Palakkad, okay, yeah. okay. So as I, as I ran out in this, and this, there was this uh, bullock cart coming towards me, and I, I fell down. Hmm. And I distinctly remember uh, this bull, actually, the ox, actually, stepping on me. But the great thing is that that, that thing was so aware, the, the animal was so aware that it knew that it was a child and it literally skipped over with a light with a light step on me over it and I was like up there probably crying and my mom coming and picking me up after that. But that that experience like four or five years old has stayed with me all my life. Hmm. Showing that, you know, I know that, you know, it could be a desperate situation, but hmm. uh, things will work out. You know, I've been always very about things. Has it ever happened, though, that you were working towards something and it did not really work out, and it let you, it let you a little, you know, um, tormented, and it just let you down, and you, it took you some time to like kind of, you know, uh, gain your positivity back, and then, uh, yeah, any, any and incident uh, that you can remember? You know, being in a situation like we are today, and I'm in my company, right? There are so many variables that are coming about, so many 
tough situations that you are faced with, so many decisions that you're made to take every day almost. It, and some of them are the severity-wise. Every now and then, every month, there is a really severe situation that you're faced with. But it's this uh, positive attitude and, uh, and the fact that I know that when you're doing everything with right. your fundamentals right, I know that things will work out. That's always been helpful for me. Sure. So, yeah, um, e even recently we have had certain situations which, which we had to grapple with. You know, we are in uh, 28 countries uh, in Middle East and Africa. As I was telling my recently, um, we have uh, the dimensions which we work with are so enormous that uh, we, have, we have to grapple with uh, a few elections hmm. uh, uh, and a few coups as well. Okay. <laughs> when, where we are in Africa, we have law-owning people, law-abiding people. Right. We have opaque markets. We just so much of uh, what you call uh, crises to manage all right. the time. Right. And then yet you go through it, navigate yes. through it, and then... All of, all of that. I'm, and I'm sure everything works out well at the end of it. Uh, there's definitely a lesson there to learn. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so you. much.